Kia ora, Wellington. You're listening to Wellington Access Radio on 106.1 FM. And this is B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. Uh, my name's Laura. I'm Perrine. Uh, thanks for coming on the radio today, Perrine. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is one. Um, this is a B-Side Stories show that I have been looking forward to and planning for over a year now, I think. Over a year? Yes. <laughs> Long time um, in the making. Yeah. Why, why? Because today we are going to be talking to Marianne and Hannah from Arohata Prison Book Club. And sometimes when you're talking about really important things, you just need to put a bit of prep into making them happen. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, let's kick into it. Tell, tell me what that book club is. Yeah, sure. So today we have Marianne Bevan and Hannah McGlue here from the Arohata Book Club. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> um, really nice to have you here. Um, so we were saying just before, prisons have been in the news lots lately, but we're going to be looking at this from a different angle today um, and talking about reading in prison. Uh, so you guys are, can I call you the founders of Arohata Book Club? Yeah, that would be accurate. Accurate. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Which is, as listeners may have worked out, a book club based in Arahata Prison. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, where is, for listeners who don't yep. know, what is, what is Arahata Prison? <laughs> where, where is, is Arahata Prison? <laughs> uh, Arahata Prison is in Tawa, so a short 20 minute drive from central Wellington. Yeah. And it's a woman-only prison? Yes, it is. It's a women's prison. Um, it has approximately 80 women in it at the moment, I think. Right. Cool. Um, and so the two of you work at Corrections, but your work with the book club is in a voluntary capacity. Yep. 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 That is also correct. <laughs> <laughs> and just before we kick off in earnest... Um, we're going to, just for privacy reasons, we're going to use pseudonyms if we're talking about book club members. Yeah, we're either going to use pseudonyms or just... We probably just won't. We'll probably we just try, but it's hard to pick good pseudonyms. <laughs> yeah. But just say, true to the person. Yeah. We thought we'd just say a woman or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. But no, we won't be using any names. Okay. I can see why picking a name for someone else might feel kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> we tried. We tried to come up with a list and it just wasn't really working, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you guys started the Arohata Book Club about three years ago? Mm-hmm. It was exactly three years ago. It was May 2015, our first meeting. Okay, so yep. happy anniversary. Thank, Thank you very you. much. <laughs> yeah, um, probably didn't think we'd still be going three years later, but Sometimes the staff see us around. Oh, you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> still here. Still yeah. here. <laughs> um, and so we've said that you work at Corrections but this is totally a voluntary mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But do you get support from corrections in that? They were very supportive when we set it up. So we, I mean, I guess we set it up because of the work that we did. It was how we realised that there was a um, a need for it or that it could be a kind of cool thing to try and do. Um, and so it probably made the process a little easier for us that we sort of knew the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, particularly at um, the staff at Adohata, the... Um, would have been the residential director at the time was very um, was really supportive and helped us get it set up quite quickly and mm. they've continued to be really supportive, um, helping us kind of advertise to get new members and making spa- making sure there's a space available, mm. getting all the women there on time once a month, which 
and our because we both we both work at national office so our mm. um our managers as well we do it during the day so it's sort of time out of work so they've been supportive that we we just yeah it's once a month we go out to the prison during the work day and spend a couple of hours out there and then mm. come back so they've supported us in that way as well mm. um so why did you start the club do you want to go first yeah well <laughs> Henry and i were actually in a book club with we you perrine <laughs> <laughs> maybe you don't remember, but we were. You such, won't remember because we were never we were there. Such terrible members. I think we never actually. I bought the first book and then I never went to a session. I don't know that you did either. I bought the I first remember book and never went to a session. I think it was by George Orwell. Yeah. Anyway, um, around about that time, I hadn't been at Corrections for that long, but I. So I'm a. Um, I'm a researcher there, and I've been doing a lot of research in the women's prisons around New Zealand. Um, I guess just I was I was talking to a woman about offending, but one of the things that shone through sort of separate to that was that um, while there are a lot of education opportunities in prison, I was talking to a lot of women who had sort of a lot of really interesting insights around the world about the world were obviously kind of very engaged with what was going on um, and sort of aside from those education sort of formal education. Uh, initiatives, there wasn't a whole lot that was kind of just about intellectual stimulation, I guess, um, and having an outlet for people to kind of talk about their thoughts on various things, be it books or just kind of what's mm. going on in the world. So that was why I was interested in the in the book club. Yeah. Um, for me, it was the same, but a little bit different because I um, I used to work in a women's prison. I used to be I started with the department as a corrections officer, um, and then I'd moved down into a national office role. Um, and I, I actually just missed being in the prison um, and hanging out with, with the women in prison. Mm. Um, it actually started over, it was sort of a conversation in the lunchroom at work um, mm. about the book, the Jane Austen Book Club, mm. or the film. Um, and I sort of flippantly said, or one of us flippantly said, oh, we should set up a Jane Austen Book Club in prison. Um, and then we were like, oh, actually, we should set up a <laughs> book club in prison. Let's do that. Um, so, yeah, and I... Um, I was saying this to Marianne before, when I worked in the prison, um, which was a number of years ago now, uh, I worked in a unit um, that had, well, it was very high and complex needs women um, who um, their access to the library was sort of via us. So we provided them directly with books. And there was one is, woman in particular. Sorry, is yes. that because certain women don't have access to the Oh, no, prison? they have access to the library. It's just they didn't go to the library. We sort of brought the library to ah, them. Ah, okay. You know, so, yeah, it was just slightly reverse um but so we would provide her with books um and um we had this sort of back and forth about what she was reading and we always used to sort of sit down talk about the book she used to read like a book a night so every morning it would just be sort of she was a very quick reader um we sort of discuss what she'd been reading and it was yeah so then I sort of thought that there were obviously um women in there who wanted to talk about these things so we yeah that was another sort of impetus for Mm. setting up the book club Mm. Hey, yeah, and women often do have their own sort of informal book clubs as well. Yeah, I think there's a lot of discussion just generally about yeah. books. The fir- when we first in our first meeting, there were two women that came. Oh yeah, who were quite good friends. That we've already, this is good. We've already got our own two person book club, and now we can be in a bigger one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is is that because? Um, what's my question? <laughs> um, because there's. Um, it's like a way that you can connect in there. I mean, I'm not sure about access to things like TV and internet. Mm. Can mm. you tell us about? Well, there's no access to internet. Well, there's some limited to, access to, to internet students. for educational yeah. purposes. Yeah. Um, but there is, at most people have TVs in their cell. There's yeah. a kind of rental scheme. Um, 
which so I would say most, if not all, yeah. do. Uh, but people still people read quite a lot, especially because they get. I mean, the lock the times that they get locked up are sort of vary across prisons and units. But there are units, but there is usually a long period um, overnight where they are either alone or with someone else in their cell. So I think people get a lot of reading done then, mm-hmm. and it's quite. Um, and so we have had quite a few people who have been in the book club who have said or reasonable number who have said that they didn't really read much before prison and it was mm. something that they've discovered in prison. Um, then also a lot who were readers outside of prison. Um, but I think it is something that, you know, something that some people do sort of come to for the first time, mm. that sort of reading novels and, and wanting to talk about them and finding mm. it an interesting process. Mm. I think there's an element of escapism in reading in prison as well. Um, well, I think there's an element of escapism in reading mm. for everyone, actually. It's not prison-specific mm. at all. Um, and, yeah, so I think a lot um, a lot of women in prison do read to to, to, to read things about sort of different to mm. their lives and, yeah, escapism, just mm. like we all read, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, one of them, uh, a woman once described it as a the importance of it in prison as an actual, as a tool for that, that when you are having a difficult time that it is reading in prison that allows you to kind of take your mind away and be Mm. somewhere else. So I think it can play quite an important role. Yes, mindful reading. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Um, And had you heard of other prison book clubs around the country or around the world? Not around the country. Yes, no, we had Christchurch Women's. Oh, did they start before us? Or around the same time. We're mm. in a little bit of a competition with Christchurch Women's Book Club, but they don't know about it. Yeah, they were getting all this media attention. And they we did, they got media any... attention, and we were like, why are they getting media attention? Oh, no. well, uh, <laughs> right here now. we go. <laughs> on the radio. Um, no, but around the world, um, yeah, book clubs in prisons are, 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 are a huge thing around the world. There is actually, we rec- I recently started reading a book, but haven't finished it, called The Prison Book Club, which was about a woman who went into a prison in the US um, mm. in a book club capacity. Um, Canada has a huge number of book clubs in prisons. They have this whole sort of organisation. Mm. We've been on their website. Mm-hmm. Um, called Book Clubs in called Prisons. Book clubs in prisons. So they, I think they organise all the volunteers at various mm. prisons. Mm. And more of them are starting to crop up around New Zealand, I think. There's definitely one down in Christchurch Women's. Um, there's a couple that are run actually by staff as well as opposed to volunteers. I know there are some that are sort of corrections officer run that they just facilitate them themselves as opposed to being a volunteer activity. Um, but, yeah, there's sort mm. of – and the women at Auckland Women's, there was one. The, the, the women were running it themselves mm-hmm. there as well. So, yeah, they're, they're a well-known prison activity, I would say, mm. book club. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so can you tell us how it works? Yes, so we it's changed a bit over the years. Um, at the start, so we first recruited, we just put a poster up to see if anyone was interested, which there was a chance no one would have been, and that would have been the end. But um, <laughs> the people came and have continued to come. Um, they usually So we usually have ideally six. six. Um, we generally end up having about four to six there each time. Occasionally and more, plus occasionally you. Yep. plus us, yep. yeah, plus us. Yep. Um, and so there's quite a high turnover because um, it's a woman getting released, also moving um, at Arohata Prison. They have a drug treatment program, which is um, was six months now, three months. Where if you go into that, you don't associate with anyone outside of there. So people often go and sort of into and that come and come back. <laughs> so we have we've had about thirty. 
woman we think through. We tried to count last night. Um, approximately 30 Four women times. who have come through. And we usually get, when some leave, most of our, the new people come just from word of mouth mm. around the prison. Um, we had two new ones last time who had just heard about it from um, a me- another book club member who they worked with in the kitchen. And, um, and so... Yeah, that seems to be. We occasionally put up posters. Um, And so we get the books. um, Originally, we fundraised and we, um, and then we would just take and make a kind of long list of books and we'd decide as a group what we'd read and then Mm -hmm. we'd buy the books. So then they would keep the books. Um, And sometimes send them home. Yeah. Or donate them to the prison library. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or send them to different parts of the prison where there might have been fewer books um and then we changed sort of uh, probably a year or two ago the book discussion scheme which is um a organization that provides that helps facilitate book clubs around new zealand so people can become members of it and they send you books um and so my mum's part of that's she has in a book club and they use the book discussion scheme so they just you request books and they send you enough copies then you send them back so they gave us I mean, they gave them to it let us do it pretty much for free because they're all about trying to get um, more people access, more making it easier for people to access reading yeah. resources. Um, so they've been very good to us. So that's how um, how we do it currently. Uh, is right. So book one book a month. Yes, we read one book a month. You didn't say that. I didn't. <laughs> um, so yeah, we meet on a monthly basis, yeah. and it's yeah every four weeks. It's one book a month. Yeah, sorry, mm. I just thought I'd mention that. Yeah. <laughs> now we all know yeah. one book one a month. Book a month. Um, and Which is a struggle for me to get through. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know, I've got worse. I'm now usually up till about 1am the night before yeah. trying to finish I it. do a lot of crash reading. <laughs> and do you feel, like, do you two lead the discussion or is it more uh, organic? Usually <laughs> we write down some discussion questions, which we then never, never use. use. Um, um, sometimes we do, sometimes we yeah. resort back to them. Yeah, we we yeah. So we normally have a a little. It's pretty loose. We normally have a bit of a d- discussion beforehand um, about what we what we might what we think mm. might might come up or what we want to talk about, um, which we do kind of steer back to quite a bit. We went through a stage of sort of thinking that um, we could sort of allocate to the women who would run each one, but that it, it didn't really work either. It just is a more sort of organic discussion mm. process. We normally start with who read it. Um, what did you think? <laughs> did anyone read it? Um, and then sounds it, like a regular book. Club did then. you <laughs> like it? What did yeah. you think? And then it sort of and then it sort of flows on flows on from there. Mm. Yes, quite often we'll come back to sort of specific questions, especially if we've had disagreements. So yeah. if we've had disagreements about the book in the car on the way over. Um, we'll normally tell them that and see what they think, um, mm. which happened with the last book we read. Mm. Yeah, I think we. I'm not sure. Maybe we would approach it differently if we were. We were just saying, talking before about how none. I mean, we're not sort of. Neither of us studied English at university or anything like that. And I guess we. Some people might come at it from come at talking about books from a more kind of. um, What would you say? Not formal. um, Literary. Literary. I don't know. Yeah, we because we had a member actually. We had a book club member once who was. Was studying, um, doing was studying English mm. for, from prison, and she used to get quite frustrated with yeah. us because we, because uh, she would want to talk about sort of narrative style, yeah, and um, yeah, uh, yeah, point of view and all of that sort of thing, and no one else in the book club. And was we were really just like, "But what did you think of that woman? Yeah. Wasn't she annoying?" <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think we're pretty. I guess we're quite relaxed in in how we approach yeah. it, and usually, which I'm sure is the case for other book clubs on the outside, it just sort of 
ends up talking generally about things that are going on yeah. and um, yeah. We just see where the conversation goes, yeah. really, don't we? Mm. Yeah. It normally is about the book and then it'll stray from the book and then it'll come back and mm. yeah. Mm. So it's a kind of a stimulus for discussing all types of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have some mm. pretty varied very mm. discussions I would say yeah mm. yeah and we talked before about how sometimes reading books with quite heavy content mm. can lead to quite emotional yes. discussions mm. yeah we can talk mm. about that mm. um talk. yeah yeah you know that's something something that we learnt, I guess along the way is the sort of the fine line between book club and a therapy session um and we don't want it to be a therapy session because that's not what it is it's a mm. book club and we're not trained in that um but there is i especially have become acutely aware through book club um of just how many books have violence against women in them which is just the vast majority like it's yeah it's it's insane mm. um and obviously um women in prison um are a they're a highly traumatized group. Um, they're women that usually have significant trauma histories. And um, so we have sort of got, we did go back and forth about whether we should have trigger warnings on books or whether we should not be reading certain things. Mm. But we sort of just landed on, on the not, not censoring anything. Um, and that they are sort of quite capable of, of having a mm. flick through looking at it and, and deciding whether to read it or not. Mm. There've been a couple of, a, a very resilient, Oh yes, uh, you know they're very resilient women, and so they. I guess yeah. The other thing we came to, I think, with the trigger warning was that it felt a we bit didn't want to be patronising, yeah. um, especially yeah, which you can often sort of get that in discussions around because women in prison have experienced often experienced a lot of trauma, mm. um, but you forget that they're also very used to sort of have found ways that they manage and deal yeah. with it, um, and mm. you respect how they mm. want to do that. Mm. Um, yeah, there have been. But it does come up. Yeah, and there's been a couple of occasions where um, women have just said, "Oh, I, I couldn't finish this book because it just got it just got sort of too too close to home, a bit too stressful," and they just made the decision not to mm. not to carry on reading it. So, so that's sort mm. of how we've dealt with it along yeah. the way. But it is something we didn't consider going into it. It's mm. something that we didn't really think about. Is how how books can mm. raise these issues mm. with people. Um, and yeah, there have been occasions where I think I. I can't remember the book or the exact mm. context, but we had brought something up for a woman and she was sort of talking about it quite a lot. And that was, I think that was where it was sort of difficult, that line between, you know, the therapy book club line where the both providing, making sure that it is a space where if that issue gets raised for someone that they can talk about, you know, mm. that they can discuss it as much as they need while also recognising that it is... Um, the point is, I mean, not the point, but you're there to talk about a book. Other, it's not, you don't want to get into a space where they, it does start kind of, I guess, re-triggering, re-traumatising and also recognising that other women in there have not necessarily consented to be listening to stuff that could be then re-triggering for them. Um, but in that particular occasion, it, there was, it actually worked out quite well because one of the other book club members... Um, she ended up just commenting sort of midway through, oh, well, that shows how um, powerful the book was, that it's had this impact on you and that it's kind of brought up these things. And then that sort of steered it back to, I guess, uh, back to talking about the book while also having given that woman enough space to say what she felt she needed to say. Mm. So I think that was kind of our lesson and what we try and think about when these things come up, as they do sometimes, is that it's kind of... you 
gently bring it back to the book is the way that you manage that line. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so you mentioned before about a disagreement you'd had about a book on the way <laughs> on yes. the way to the club. Yes, it tell? was the yes, power. It was the power. The book was the power. Okay, what's by the power? No, Naomi, by Naomi Alderman. Yeah. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to? So the plot is um, the premise is that women develop this special power where um, when they're kind of in their early teens, they get this thing where they can, basically they can electrocute um, people. They can. Generate electricity Gen- with yeah, their hands. Yeah. Just call it that instead of yeah. electricity. Yeah, <laughs> and but and one of the things that they can do with that is electrocute people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so it's based, and then they sort of take over. So it's about what happens if women have the power. Yeah. Um, and are in power. What does the world look like? I guess. Yeah. Um, and we, I guess, I I really liked it and found it interesting and good, but. Um, I think what was the disagreement? No, no, no. The disagreement was about you um, said that you thought that if women, that women would have used the power in different ways and they wouldn't have sort of, they ended up taking, basically the same thing happened than if men were in power. So they just sort of took over the world and got a bit crazy mm. and the power went to their head and everything started to go a bit wrong. And then there was sort of millennia of sexism just in the other direction and we mm. ended up where we are now, but with men and women in reverse. Not to give away the book, I'm very sorry. Oh, that's right. And my issue was that. Yeah. While I was not disputing the fact that women would, if they were in power, would use it in not the nicest of ways, I thought that how they just reversed it so that women yeah. you, you then use power exactly the same way as, as how men, men do yeah. doesn't take into account that I think it would be different based on still the fact that for all these years women have yeah. been socialised in certain ways and that wouldn't necessarily end up as bad as it did. But mm. you read it, but then I... Um, I mean, as bad as it did in the end of that book. Yes, and I thought that it probably would end up that way, but I don't know why I thought that, because I definitely don't think that now. So I'm, I'm a bit confused about what I was thinking. No, but your point was that that it was it was more around showing that any oh, time yes. you have a system oh, based, on, um, based on... Based on inequality and power. one group having power over the other, the you're, that's inevitably going to be the outcome. Yes, anyway, that was so the disagreement. Explain that disagreement in book club. And <laughs> I think everyone agreed that um, that... What did, people generally thought that women, if things would be better if women were in charge. In charge. Yeah, they did. Yeah. What's the outcome? <laughs> that was the outcome. Okay. Things would be better if women solving were in charge. Solving the important. Um, actually, that's right. And this issues. was one of those ones that then ended up going on a um, track. A conversation about Russia we had, yeah. didn't we? That's right, because someone said that they liked Helen Clark more than Jacinda because um, of something I don't know I was so out of date with current affairs yeah. so was Hannah that we didn't really know what was going on something about Russia and the new world order yeah. we're like what he's like am I is this am I saying the wrong thing is this all wrong like, no you just <laughs> we're like no you're no just more, more up to date than we are <laughs> <laughs> so very powerful um you know platform for all kinds of discussions you got going on yeah it does mm. sort of just end up as a dis- like i think most book clubs do they just end up as sort of a discussion group mm. um with the book kind of facilitating the conversation yeah um yeah mm. yeah i mean um cuz something we had been thinking about um and i will hand over to you marianne cuz you about why we what we wanted to achieve when we started book club just that we, oh, yeah. you sort of had some visions of well, I, don't, I don't, um, transforming I guess you, lives, <laughs> and it just you sort of read, didn't end up that way. You, and there's all these newspaper articles about book clubs overseas, and they're all real transformative for people. Yeah. You know, people discovering reading and learning all these things about themselves and the world, and um, you know, um, you know, which I'm not saying that book club doesn't do. But I guess what I, um, I probably slightly 
I mean, definitely naively, did underneath that maybe think that hope that the book club would sort of help, not help with that, but would be this vehicle for people discovering reading and therefore, and then reading becoming this sort of great, I don't know, change maker in their life. Not quite that extreme, but I think, you know, um, I did probably entertain some of those thoughts. And then the thing that I guess I've enjoyed about the book club and watching it as it has unfolded um, is realising that that's not really the point of it, um, that it's more the getting people in a room and giving women who are in prison a chance to be, I mean, they're still in prison, but a chance to be away from that and come together just with two other women who come from the outside of prison. And normally the people coming in, um, in a sort of professional capacity of people who are coming to kind of run programs or talk to them about their offending, but we come in as um, just sort of normal people, I guess. Mm. Um, and that so it's just a space where we can all sort of be normal for an hour and that that's kind of, I guess, the power of it lies in that. Mm-hmm. Just but, a, yeah. a regular everyday yeah. experience of mm. women coming together and talking about things. Mm. Yeah. I guess. Could be a good intro for um, songs from the inside. So we thought oh. we'd have um, have a bit of music. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about songs from the inside? Yeah, so um, songs from the inside. It was a TV show. Um, I think there's been three seasons on Māori TV, um, and professional, essentially, professional musicians went into prisons across New Zealand um, and delivered a, a music writing and composition course, essentially. And the end point is that each of the people, so it was men and women, um, that each of the men and women at the end produce a song. So they go to a professional studio, record their own song. So these ones are from season two, uh, which is women who were at the time in Auckland Women's Corrections Facility. Um, and, yeah, so they all recorded the song at the end. Some of them were about their about prison some of them were just about life generally but they're all actually pretty good so we thought we'd have the prison theme kept going with the music wonderful so this one is gangster love by abby she's addicted to a gangster his cruel intentions were made She can see herself 